Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. The first lesson God wants us to learn is, if you're going to do his work, you're going to rely on him to do it. That's a quote from Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry in the May-June 2000 Royal Vision in his personal Faith to Do the Work. We need faith to do the work. The Bible talks about trials of faith being more precious than gold. Mr. Flurry says you can only do God's work with strong faith in God. Trials of faith create strong faith. We have some really incredible church history that ought to strengthen our faith. If we can look back at the track record and see that God has come through every single time to uphold and support his work, then can't we believe that to be the case for future events? When more trials come up in the future regarding God's work, can't we be sure that God is going to intervene and help us? Now, regardless of how difficult our personal situations might be in praying for the work, supporting the work in any other way we can, none of us has had it as difficult as the late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong and his family were desperate financially early on. Early on in Mr. Armstrong's ministry in the 1920s, 1930s, they badly needed money. And yet Mr. Armstrong actually turned down a minister's salary. He was offered a salary, but he knew that if he accepted that salary, he would have to preach the message of men. He couldn't preach God's truth freely with no strings attached if he accepted this salary from a church. And Mr. Armstrong wrote about this. As for me and my house... We shall serve the eternal our God, and him only shall we serve. If men pay us salary, even as small as $3 per week, we have now learned we must preach only what men order us to preach. If we are to work for God, we must look to God as our employer and trust him to supply our every material need. If we fail to serve him as he commands, he will stop our income. 
Now, who else has really stepped out in faith to do God's work in such a way? When his family needed the money, Mr. Armstrong knew that accepting that minister's salary was the worst thing that could ever happen to God's work. The true gospel of God's coming kingdom would have been corrupted by financial obligations to the people paying Mr. Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong had to be completely in charge as the human head of God's church, accountable to no one except for Jesus Christ if God's work was going to be successful. Mr. Armstrong wrote about this experience. I did not fully realize then that this was a crucial turning point in the history of the Church of God. You can find all this history in Mr. Armstrong's autobiography, and you can find a free copy of that autobiography at thetrumpet.com. You can read it online there. You can get a free copy sent to your house. Thetrumpet.com, Mr. Armstrong's autobiography. But just think about this massive turning point in God's work where Mr. Armstrong stepped out in faith and let God provide for his needs. God took care of him because he put God first. And that's really what Christ's instruction in Matthew 6 is all about. Matthew 6 really is an admonition to us to have faith and to trust in God to take care of us. Notice here, Matthew 6, starting in verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Christ was asking here in Matthew 6, verse 25, Isn't there more to this physical life than eating, drinking, and clothing? Doesn't God want to take care of those basics for us so that we can focus on even more important things? Notice verse 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Verse 28, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And then verse 29, verse 30, talk about how God takes care of the flowers, takes care of the grass. Verse 30 says, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Matthew 6, verse 31 says, Don't be anxious about tomorrow. All the nitty-gritty physical details of life, God provides. But here is how we know that God will provide. Here is what we must do to be sure 
that God will help us out. Verse 33, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, God will provide every need. We just have to put him first. We have to put delivering the gospel message of the coming kingdom of God first. We have to put seeking God's righteousness and perfection in our lives first. So doing God's work, living as true Christians, that must come first. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, and then all the other blessings, all the other needs, and so many of the desires we have will be fulfilled by God too. Mr. Armstrong realized this lesson very early on. He saw beyond the tight financial situation of his family and prioritized delivering God's message around the world. Mr. Flurry says, what a turning point that was. Mr. Armstrong went from $3 a week to nothing to eventually overseeing a work with an annual income of over $200 million. Really, it was a turning point for all of us because God wants us all to learn this lesson. We ought to be very thankful that Mr. Armstrong recorded his experiences for our benefit. That lesson of faith when Mr. Armstrong was in dire straits really ought to teach us a whole lot about doing God's work. Mr. Flurry continues again in this article, Faith to Do the Work from the May-June 2000 Royal Vision. From that point, the work began a phenomenal increase of nearly 30% for the next 35 years. Any company in this world would love to have those kinds of growth figures. And it all started with that fundamental lesson Mr. Armstrong was taught at the very beginning. He learned to rely solely on God, and he learned that very, very well. When it comes to God's work, who do we work for? Mr. Armstrong, like I said, was accountable to no one except Jesus Christ. He was employed by God. The same is true of Mr. Flurry in the Philadelphia Church of God today. Who employed Mr. Flurry except for God and Jesus Christ? But Mr. Flurry writes about this. In a sense, we all should work for God. We have to deeply learn the lesson that we are not employees of men. We work for God. God provides jobs for his obedient people. The only way to make this church succeed or this world or this universe succeed 
is to rely solely on God the way Mr. Armstrong did. Again, just an, a staggering lesson of faith. Trusting completely in God. Now, Mr. Armstrong learned this early on, like I said, in the 1920s and 1930s. He endured 28 years of poverty learning that lesson. Mr. Flurry speculates that probably no other man could have endured such a faith trial as that. 28 years of poverty. How could Mr. Armstrong possibly push through that for so long? Well, he had seen multiple lucrative business ventures fall apart. He had seen God intervene against him <laughs> to make sure that he could not become a business success. God was directing Mr. Armstrong a different way into God's work. And so Mr. Armstrong had to learn, okay, every time I try to be successful my own way, and make money with my own plans, it fails. Maybe I do need a different focus in life. Mr. Armstrong, back before he had a car, actually hitchhiked to his different congregations for Sabbath services. That is extremely humbling. You see hitchhikers on the side of the highway today, and your first thought is, what went wrong here? Why, why is this person walking on the shoulder of the highway? They must be in a very bad situation. Mr. Armstrong swallowed his pride. In fact, God obliterated his pride. And he went ahead, Mr. Armstrong did, and hitchhiked. He did whatever it took to make sure he showed up to Sabbath services. And that's a great lesson as well. A lot of our members today face various challenges. Maybe a somewhat long commute. Maybe not being able to drive and requiring another member to pick them up for services. Maybe having some kind of a health trial where the Sabbath can be a little bit tiresome if they attend. And yet we do have this example where Mr. Armstrong stepped out in faith and he did his part. He made every possible effort to submit to God and to fulfill this command to gather together with God's people on the Sabbath day. He remained loyal to God and dedicated to God. Even when things got really tough. Now, the, the amazing thing here, this life lesson that Mr. Armstrong was learning is really Mr. Armstrong had to conquer two major obstacles to learn to rely solely on God. And these are the two obstacles that we all must face. 
Mr. Armstrong said, my wife and I actually in practice began relying solely on God, no longer on either self or men. Mr. and Mrs. Armstrong had to learn. (laughs) Their plans wouldn't work. Their ingenuity was insufficient. They couldn't trust themselves. And if they couldn't trust themselves, they certainly couldn't trust any other human being. They had to rely solely on God. But look at what happened as a result. Look at the blessing that happened to God's work because Mr. Armstrong learned this way. Revelation 3 verse 8. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. And no man can shut it. That's Revelation 3 verse 8. Talking about the Philadelphia era of God's church. The sixth church era under Mr. Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong and God's work were blessed with open doors, wide open opportunities to do God's work and to get the message out there to the largest audience possible. That was only possible by faith. So, (laughs) this really should make us think This example of Mr. Armstrong relying solely on God. I've spoken with several ministers who have mentioned that faith is a real struggle today, even more than it used to be among God's people, especially among relatively younger people. Teens, young adults, up into maybe the 30s and 40s. These more recent generations are struggling in faith in a way that perhaps is unprecedented. And it can be so easy to fall into that mindset of, well, here's something to fear. Here's something else to fear. Here's another impossible challenge. Here's something else that I'm dreading having to take care of today. The victim mentality in this world is so prevalent, it can easily rub off on us. And we start to think that we're helpless and we can do nothing. (laughs) Now, in a way, that's true. Without God, we can do nothing. But we do have God on our side. There is no room for helplessness and fear. Mr. Armstrong had to learn through lots of experiences in God's work, you know, working out TV and radio contracts to deliver the message, starting up a college. Mr. Armstrong had to learn faith. And then eventually he had to learn relaxed faith. It's one thing to totally trust in God. It's another thing to actually relax while trusting God. Mr. Armstrong was building God's college, Ambassador College, in the 1940s. And at one point, he had to pay a $12,000 bill 
the plan was only to pay $4,000, and yet a $12,000 bill came due. Everyone assumed that the college was collapsing before it even really began. Before there were even four students yet. Mr. Armstrong wrote about this experience. It became almost impossible to sleep nights. I never lost faith. Really, I never doubted the outcome. Yet I had not yet learned the total, implicit, trusting faith that can relax and leave it quietly in God's hands. <laughs> you see, Mr. Armstrong was so humble that he always saw room to improve. When he realized he was worrying and he was sleepless, he knew that his faith needed to improve even more. Mr. Armstrong continues, I was under terrific strain. It was literally multiple nightmares condensed into a super one. On one occasion, I almost snapped. I weakened to the extent that I actually prayed one night that God would let me die through the night and relieve me from the almost unbearable agony. But next morning, I was deeply repentant for that and prayed earnestly for God's forgiveness. Twice, I did give up on going to bed at night. But next morning was another day, and I bounded back, repentant for having given up, if only momentarily. Mr. Armstrong then prayed for six months rest from this stress of a huge bill for the college. And through this ordeal and God answering his prayers, Mr. Armstrong learned how to relax in faith, shifting his burdens onto the sturdy shoulders of Jesus Christ. Mr. Fleury writes here in Faith to Do the Work, we must all have proper perspective on our trials. Remember, God tries you because he loves you. He wants you to relax and let him take care of it. It's so easy to take things upon ourselves, but we must learn to relax in faith. We need to make faith a regular subject in our daily prayers. Perhaps five minutes or more per day could be allocated just to asking God for more faith. Letting God take control of our lives. And we need to get in the habit of going to God immediately when challenges arise. Not trying to make our own plan, but first praying for God to bless us with wisdom, resourcefulness, perseverance, proper decision-making. And once we step back with God on our side and we view the situation calmly, we can make a God-inspired plan and then carry out that plan and everything is going to be fine. Get God involved. There are so many twists and turns in God's work as well. So many decisions that are made that maybe we on the surface don't understand. Maybe some things happen in the work that surprise us so much 
that our faith could be shaken. And yet we have to know that God is here. God is working through Mr. Flurry today. This is God's one true church of Matthew 16, verse 18. And if we understand that, we need to just follow the direction of Jesus Christ and God's man, and then just wholeheartedly do our part. Examples of faith are all around us. Mr. Armstrong's life is an incredible example of faith. And we need faith for Christ to be able to do miracles in his work and to continue opening doors for us. We shouldn't have any fear of the future. We shouldn't have any doubt about the direction of God's church and God's work. We just need to chip in and do our part and ask every day for God to help us develop relaxed faith. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 